Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for this moment. We ask for inspiration. We ask for understanding. And we demand my everlasting Father that you share with us your thought and intent and purposes, even if that we are considering in the name of Jesus. We are going to continue with our study on One World Government 66. This is going to be part two on this series. Uh, the question we want to answer or look into today is who is the Antichrist? And you know, this is this is one of the most uh, at this moment is is a is a is a subject that is hectic and I mean everybody is just looking out because of the coronavirus and the G five of Bigate, the vaccine of Bigate. Who is the Antichrist? What did the Bible really say about the Antichrist? When did the Bible really make us understand the Antichrist will show forth? Can we quickly look into the scriptures? Now, don't forget, we're trying to identify the Antichrist from scriptures. Are we to expect an individual as the Antichrist or a group of people, nations, organizations, or the spirit of evil that works in the life of people? Who is the Antichrist? Now, the definition of the word Antichrist actually is the word anti and Christo, two words done together. Anti and Christo. Now, anti means opposed, that is, instead of because of, for, in the room of, often used in composition to donate, contrast, substitution. Now, Christo means anointed, that is, the Messiah. An epitaph of Jesus Christ. Therefore, the word Antichrist means an opponent of the Messiah. In other words, anything that stands to oppose the Spirit of God is Antichrist. Whether it is in us or in and through the world. Mark that so that you don't start looking for him outside of you all the time. Did you get that? The simple definition of the word Antichrist is anything that stands, is anything that stands to oppose the Spirit of God is Antichrist, whether in us or in and through the world. From whichever medium, if that is opposing the Spirit of Christ, is that thing wants to usurp the position of Christ, is Antichrist. Is that okay? Now, as we proceed, there are relevant materials that identify the Antichrist in the Old Testament, but not in full, referring to people and nations that passes at Antichrist, which are both individuals and nations, that are commonly referred to as the sons of Belial, which is a proper name connected with the power of evil. You can look at scriptures like Psalm 18 verse 2, and 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 15 the source of Belia you find all of this in the Old Testament you can check all of that it's, it's a principle 
of the Antichrist. As can be found in the Old Testament. I mean, several other places you can see that. Now, let's deal with individuals, for instance. As touching the spirit in individuals, the source of Belial manifests in several ways, like idolatry, Deuteronomy 13, verse 13, sodomy and rape, Judges 19, 22, 20, and 13, drunkenness, 4 Samuel 10, 27, 2 Chronicles 13, verse 7, lack of hospitality, 4 Samuel chapter 25, 17 and 25. These are some of the characteristics, in quote, evils of those who stand to revolt or anti God, like you can find in Second Chronicles chapter 13, verse 7. So, this kind of spirit in the Old Testament they actually manifest the Antichrist spirit. What did I call them? Sodomy, idolatry, rape. Drunkenness, lack of hospitality, all of this kind of spirit, the Antichrist in nature, but they actually refer to the sons of Belia. Is that okay? Alright, so now let's progress. As touching the spirit in nation, how does this spirit of Antichrist work in nation? This same spirit of Belia work in nations but opposes the righteous kingdom of God, like you can find in Psalm 2. Now, the satire of Isaiah 14 against the king of Babylon and the danger of Ezekiel 28 against the king of Tyre though commonly applied in Christian tradition as a fall of Lucifer is really an adubration adubration means something that is vaguely or for a shadow a common event is something that is used to describe a common event in a vague form that's what called adumbration. So those chapters, like you find Ezekiel 28, Isaiah 14, they're actually satires, and uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, they're just simply adumbration. They foretell that which will befall the evil satanic nature of man any time that it stands against God's righteousness. These two accounts describe the destruction. I mean, I'm talking of Ezekiel 14 now, and, and I mean uh, Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28. This two can describe the destruction that are with nations that, that I mean, nations taking authority in their hands. This fruitless struggle for nations to frustrate God's divine purpose for His people is clearly evident also in the destruction of the King of God, like you find in Ezekiel 39 from verse 1 to 20, Revelation 20, verse 7 to 10. This was told in opposition to the nation of Israel, God's own people. It's a typical example when people try to stand against God. Often and again, it's a fruitless effort. If we understand what God intends to do in the nations of the earth, then any man that is rising, you want, I want you to begin to think, any power, any man that is trying to rise against God's intent and purposes on the face of the earth, I want to assure you, he will meet the brick wall. It's going to be a fruitless effort. Think about it. And the end point of it is such individual or system or people or nation are definitely going to be destroyed. Now, let's look at the historical and theological stand or trends 
of trying to locate where this Antichrist is. It's been there with us for a long time. You know, Christian that we've all this problem of actually identifying who the Antichrist is and we propounded a lot of theories theologically. Now, for instance, much effort has been made in the past to identify the Antichrist with an individual. E.G., the little horn of Daniel 11 was to be Antichrist for Epiphanes, who lived between 175 and 163 BC, who they taught fulfilled such scriptures at Mighty 24, verse 15, Revelation 13, 14, 15, Daniel 11, 36, 39. And then Second Thessalonians 2, 3, and 4. They feel this is supposed to be Amphiphanes. That is Antichrist Amphiphanes. Right? Okay. And that he's there, and that his death was fulfilled in Daniel chapter 11, 45. And Second Thessalonians 2, verse 8. Revelation 19, verse 20. Now this is what they teach. This is what we've been told all along. Now, theologians went further to include the supplanting of Antichrist for by Pompey. Now you know Pompey supplanted him. Later the same early fathers, Christotom, tried to pin it down to Nero as the political head of Rome, whom they suggested were resurrected to continue his terrible reign. Now, but the reformers, now I'm trying to give you the trend, or the theological trend, the way he had me on within the body of Christ. Now, the reformers, like Gregory one. AD 600, Joachim of Flores, AD 19, I mean 1190, Wycliffe, AD 1360, Luther and Kevin, the all, I mean Calvin, the all equated Antichrist with the papacy by teaching that whosoever assumed the title of universal priest was the Antichrist forerunner. The scholars of Rome, on the other hand, in retaliation, branded these reformers as the Antichrist in their teaching. Now, listen to that very closely. This class of people I mentioned, people like Gregory, people like Joachim of Flores, people like Wycliffe, um, Luther, and Calvin, they said, no, the Antichrist is the Pope because he has a title as a universal priest. Remember that. No, knowing fully well that the Catholic speaks of universal church. So, the priest of, of the Catholic as the Pope inside his universal place. So they said, okay, now he is the Antichrist. This class of people, they begin to say that. Now, we have a third category of people, Austria, who came up with their own version of who the Antichrist is supposed to be. These again are the futurist theologians like Zan, Zayas, Scofield. These people believe that the Antichrist will shine a period of great tribulation at the close of human history in connection with mighty empires like a revived Rome that would dominate politics, religion, and commerce until the Christ's second advent. This belief has led Christians to the identification of the G7. Know what the G7 means? Okay. The EEC, the One World Government, the UNN, etc. as the emergence of the Antichrist and now the G5 data technology by Bill Gates. But what the future is failed to realize even up to this point is that the fate of the image of Daniel that was made of clay and iron could not hold and stand together. That means every effort of man to put themselves together against God's intention would definitely not be able to hold. 
I want you to take that as a counsel. I mean, something that console your spirit, something that that give you hope and takes your mind away from the frustration that is presently ongoing. Hallelujah. Now, the fear to see that this period also is when the king of the kingdom of God stood with that hand shall be set up, which cannot be moved. Like we find in Daniel chapter 2, verse 34, verse 44, and the Revelation 11, verse 15. The kingdom of this world are becoming the kingdom of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. I want you to note that, Revelation 11, verse 15. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. That is to say, God, Christ, is going to have total dominion of all kingdoms, of all nations. There's not going to be a nation outside of God's kingdom nation on this earth. Watch it. So, prophetically speaking, therefore, there can never be one nation or national government. No. As far as the government of God is concerned, as far as prophetic indications are concerned, there is not going to be one nation or government that will rule the whole world except the only righteous nation which is the kingdom of God. But that is the church. The very stone without hands that grew and filled the earth, not just some corner of the globe, the whole earth. The Lord has told us prophetically in his word that all nations, evil imaginations, that will stand against him, like we find in Psalm 2, 1-3, Revelation 11, verse 19 then he will laugh at and brought to nothing like you find in Psalm 2 let's begin to recap that a little bit let me just read this out why did he hold in rage and the people imagine a vain thing the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying let us break the bounds asunder and cast away the cause from us he that stated in the heaven shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his pleasure, displeasure. Can you get that? He will speak to them in what form? In his wrath, in his anger, and vex them in his displeasure. All the men are the same. God cannot rule us. We don't want his rulership. We don't want his kingdom. We don't want his dominion. Therefore, they want to set up their own kingdom. Exactly what happened in Genesis 11. Setting up the tower that reached up to heaven. So let's build up a tower. Let's build up a city. What happened? God brought it down. There is no nation on this earth that is going to stand as an identity, an individual identity. I mean, a unique nation that will have dominion or an individual, you're not going to find it. Therefore, it is unbiblical to pin down the Antichrist to one man, person, or nation, political or economic set in any format. I mean, any format. No. Practically, no. You can find it. Now, God sees the nations as a man sees them. Not as a man sees them anyway, but as wild, rapacious beasts devouring one another. You can see uh, Daniel chapter 7. You see one kingdom wrestling and fighting against another kingdom. That's what you see. Look at the nations today. Power play. China want to dominate. U.S. want to dominate. Just think about it. They are all there. One of these nations want to become the superpower at any point in time. There is never a time they are going to allow anyone, even within themselves, they are not going to allow any one of them to stand out 
as a kingdom on this face of the earth to dominate the rest of the world. You can find it. The days of Islam are gone. It's not going to repeat itself. You see? But now you see these kingdoms in a glory, glamorous manner as was given to King Nebuchadnezzar. You know, see the image, the glorious image and all of those things. So, man looks at the image and say, oh man, how glorious the kingdom is. But God is saying this kingdom as nothing but beasts. They are animals. Think about that. Now, the metallic image, listen closely, of Daniel chapter 2 represent four major world kingdom powers. History proved this. The first metallic gold nation is Babylon. The second is Siva, Meropatia. The brass kingdom represents Greece. And the iron represents Roman Empire. We know that. Now, we are now in the deteriorating, right from the days of Christ. The deteriorated clay and iron entering into the merry clay, foul-smelling, polluted atmosphere kingdoms of the faith. Just short of the toes, if you will, running side by side with the kingdom of God as it grows and increases on a daily basis on the face of the earth. We are just in that dimension. You understand that? You remember, we have the faith which represents the Roman Empire, but you see, the faith have to progress down to the to the to the to the toes. You, you have to understand what I'm saying, right? Now you know what the toe stands for in the first place. You know, use the toe to you know march on all kind of things, collect all kind of debts, and the rest of those things. So it's a it's a rotten system. What that is trying to speak to us is this present kingdom. So they are outside of the kingdom of God. They just get into a place of a messy, corrupt, smelling situation. That is what the image is describing. You take time to study that image, you get a true picture of what God is doing upon the face of the earth. Praise the living God. So they are coming to the their final lap, the breaking point. They can't gather themselves together. They can't fit themselves together because the toes can't come together. Mary clay and iron, they can't mix themselves together. Is that okay? Now the clay, I mean, you know the feet. You got to treat your feet. You got to wash your feet. Put on stocking, and you know what that means. Pull off your stocking and see what comes out there. You need to wash your feet all the time. Smelling stuff. The whole nations are in that very situation right now. But side by side with the kingdom of God, right from the days of Jesus. Amen. All right. Now, just as the metal of the image depreciated and their values go down from gold to brass and clay, so likewise do the kingdom's glory and the same when leadership powers of the world are going to depreciate. Let me explain what I'm saying. You see, the top of the image of the image of Daniel, there was gold, which was precious. Then it comes to silver. Then it comes to brass. Then it comes to iron. Then it comes to clay. Can you see that? The value is depreciating. So kingdom, man's kingdom is depreciating on a daily basis. You can just see this prophetically from the image. Right? It's depreciating. The value of the gold is not the same thing as that of the clay. The value of gold is not the same thing as that of brass. Can you get what I'm saying? Even so, the present world leadership, they are depreciating and they are going to depreciate in power. Except they tie themselves up with the things of the kingdom of God. You see that? They, the leadership of this world, the powers of this world, they are going to be depreciating on a daily basis. Watch it. You're going to see what I'm talking about. Amen? Alright. Now from all of the image by the, I mean, from the fall of the image by the smiting stone, knocking all the nations and the feet, 
play slime nations out comes forth a final kingdom that would that cover the entire world like I keep emphasizing an everlasting and all polluted kingdom the overcomers from out of the seven churches like you find in the book of Revelation that actually become the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ they are being they are going to be the one in the true sense to reign on the face of the earth you can compare Jeremiah 51 you compare Revelation 2 verse 26 27 Revelation 12 verse number 5 which talks about the issue of the man child is that okay Alright, now it is clear that after the crash of the nations in the corruptible and polluted atmosphere of the earth, there is to be an all new kingdom nation established that is to cover the whole earth. This new kingdom will stand forever, having accepted the Lord. Jesus Christ, the potentate of the King of Glory, a new heaven air will also replace the old polluted heaven. And you can also find out in the book of Revelation chapter 21, reading through verse number 1. Amen. So, the smiting stone is a people who have functional salvation. Functional foundational salvation. Is that okay? Now, the little stone that brings the image is what I'm talking about. A stone is a portion from bigger material, such as a rock. A stone from the chief cornerstone, Jesus himself. You can begin to look at Deuteronomy 32 verse 4 and verse 13, 18, 13, 31. Now he is a rock. He is, his work is perfect for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity. Hallelujah. So, similarly difficult to believe is the fact that the eighth church, or rather the overcomer's church from out of the church system will be that great final nation. That is a simple truth. That is going to be the great and one final nation that's going to be upon the face of the earth. This overcomer church. That's what we're working towards. That's what we're looking towards. That's why that is what prophecy is pointing towards. Nothing else. Nothing else. No one man, no one nation. We are just looking at the overcomer church from the present church system. There is going to be a remnant of the people that will stand prophetically on the face of the earth with the power and the glory of God to rule and reign with the rod of iron, the Bible says. Not in terms of killing them. I don't want to go into interpreting what they mean by the rod of iron. Hallelujah. Now, so, identifying the Antichrist like previously saints of all have done with Antichrist for Epiphany, Nero, the Pope, Harry Kissinger, Barack Obama, and as I'm writing now, Bill Gates, and, and, and call with the Illuminati, you know, then later on, we are not talking about the technology of the computer, all of these referred to as the Antichrist, the G7, remember the G7, the, the nations, alright, the one world government, now we're talking about the G5, which is the, 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 the data, you know, that Bill is putting into place, the G5, presently we are using G4, now they said they have to move to G5, which basically means a faster speed of the internet, now we say that is going to be an antichrist, okay, beautiful, then again we see, we're talking about AI, which is the artificial intelligence, also that is coming forth, which basically will help, I mean, the G5 is going to help all of the technology that's coming up, we have to bring that up, faster speed, that's what we're just talking about, etc. This all does not have biblical foundation to be called Antichrist. 
You can't pin these things down as the Antichrist. No. Not one man, not one nation, not one political or religion or economic setup that you can really pin down and say that is the Antichrist. No. That cannot work. Did you understand what I'm saying? It can't be. Praise the living God. No nation, again, I repeat again, have the privilege to becoming a one world superpower that will rule the whole world. It's practically impossible. No individual is going to stand on the earth as the Antichrist. Mark it as I'm saying it. No individual. I repeat again the days of Hitler is gone. Even Hitler, I remember how long he stayed. I have just showed you a picture. In Daniel chapter 7, you find that all nations are finding it against themselves. No one nation wants another nation to become a superpower. That is what God has put in the heart of all the nations of the leaders. They will always fight themselves. There is no one nation that can stand to say they are going to dominate the nations. Practically impossible. You just take it from me. Now, Paul wrote something in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse number 3. I read from 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away false, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Who exalted and watched it? Who exalted, opposed and exalted himself above that is called God, or that is worshipped so that he is God, sitting in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. The verse 5 says, Remember you know that when I was with you, was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withhold it that he might be revealed in his time. Verse 7 says, For the mystery of iniquity that already walk. Only he will not let it, will let until he be taken out of the way. Now, listen closely. Paul was in any way talking about an unbeliever. But rather a believer who will fall away and stop walking in the light of the laws of Christ. But we want to assume authority within the body of Christ. Acting as the supreme God that should be worshipped. He's referring to a brother, people. Hence he sits in the temple of God. Is, the, is simply the spirit of apostasy that was already at work and the presence of the antichrist and the sound doctrine was I mean the presence of the apostles and the sound doctrine was holding him back in the days of the apostles when he said he that let it were led by that which is withholded what withholded was the truth that was being preached by the apostles that is what held back the revelation of apostasy that's what Paul is talking about. He wasn't talking about an individual that's going to come from somewhere in the Middle East, that's going to come from somewhere in, uh, in Russia, that's going to come from somewhere in America. Nothing like that. This is talking about the church. You see that? Look at what Paul said in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. Very quickly. He said, Take it therefore unto yourself and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost had made you overseer, to feed the church of God which hath purchased with his own blood. Look at the next thing. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Did you get that? That is what he was just talking about in the book of Thessalonians. The false people, the false ministries that were coming to deceive the church, like we have today all over the place. Because sound doctrine is no longer there. That's what Paul was talking about. So, it's the spirit of lawlessness that is not subject to the law of Christ. Paul said was already at work in the days of the apostles. Are you getting that? Okay. This is not just a falling away, but a revolt against the righteous commandment of God for desiring to become God in the flesh. 
Remember, God told Adam and Eve, when you eat of this tree, you shall become like God. So they wanted to become God in the flesh. And that's all the more reason God sent them out of the garden so that they will not partake of the tree of life. Because if they have to partake of the tree of life, they would remain God, evil, in the flesh. So it was for the good of man that he was driven out so that he doesn't partake of the tree of life in a fallen state. Did you get that? Okay. Now, so the Antichrist spirit is a spirit of revolt. It's a spirit of rebellion against all that is of godliness manifested as a defection from the just and righteous cause of Christ. A life lived outside of Christ's life right in this body, in this flesh is an antichrist spirit. Why would there be a falling away apostasy like we find in Second Peter, I mean Second Thessalonians 2 verse number 3. You can look at Second Peter 2 verse 1 First uh, John chapter 2 19b and First Corinthians uh, 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 chapter 11 verse 19. So we find that, that the spirit of dissolution, I mean of disunion or sect, heresy now, is to make manifest those who do not truly have the life of Christ resident within them. You can look at Titus chapter 1, 10 to 16. Did you get that? Therefore, it helps to separate truth from error for the world to see. That is why there is a falling away. They have to be falling away from the truth. God will definitely do this to showcase those people who pretentiously claim to be who they are and yet they are not who they are. Did you see it? That's the reason why there's a falling away you read in the book of Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3. So, the Antichrist is a composite man, not just a single person. It is the nature of Adam, the earthly man, Energized by the spirit of Satan, if you will, manifested by all false ministries, nations, and individuals. Adam was the first to rebel against God, and the natural man is his seed opposing God till tomorrow. Until Christ definitely crushed him. Because remember, the feet, I mean, Satan himself, the hair shall be bruised. Remember that? In more bruised, he have been bruised. Okay, so the opposition can only go thus far. It can go too far. Watch it. Even if there is an agenda to destroy mankind by the Antichrist and co. You'll hear this. Look at what Paul said. Again, this ought to calm your nerves. What I'm about to read. Second Thessalonians 2 verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity doth do, do already work. Only he will not let it will let until he be taken out of the way. Verse 8. Interesting. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord, listen to this, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Praise God. Did you get that? So, there is a point at which it can manifest itself there is already a set time agenda to destroy anything that which you are calling an antichrist. It's not surviving. It's not going too far. There is a check already placed in place. Amen. Again, look at Revelation 11 verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are like this. Praise God. The kingdoms of this world are become what? The kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. And He shall reign forever and ever. 
Did you get that? The kingdoms of this world. So instead of being afraid of Antichrist, you better be thinking about what God is doing already. He is conquering the nations. He is taking over the nations. I mean, He is bringing all knees to bow, all tongues to confess that Jesus is Lord. How He is doing that, you can't know. Remember what the Bible says. The kingdom is like a living. You don't tell, you can't tell how powerful a living is. But you don't really see the living be so powerful. But put the living in the baking, baking stove and see the bread begin to rise. The power of the kingdom is like a living. It's flourishing, it's moving, it's penetrating the nations, but we don't know. Because the kingdom is not something you see with observation. You don't see with your eyes. It is righteousness, it's a peace and the joy of God. And I'm telling you, this thing is penetrating, this kingdom is penetrating the nations unknown to you. Now, why the fear? Of an antichrist. Why the fear of something coming up tomorrow? Why the fear of coronavirus? By next time I'm going to be talking about that. What is special about coronavirus? Is that the first pandemic in the world? Oh now we have our people saying, well it was manufactured for certain reason. Somebody was making a statement recently. I'll talk about it more. But that the coronavirus was produced scientifically to reduce population. Okay, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. And he said, it is only where the G5 have been launched. That is where it works. And so it is launched in China. It's launched in Japan. It's launched in Italy. And then I ask a question. It's not launched in Africa. So why are we getting in Africa? I mean, look at that. The whole theory does fall flat on the ground. You said it's only where the G5 is launched in because it has to do with electromagnetic radiation. That is why it's affecting those places and it is done to reduce the population of the world. I said I have no problem. But my question is, how come it's happening in Africa? Have it been launched in Africa? Which nation had the G5 been launched? None yet. So then your theory is wrong. Absolutely wrong. And just like every other virus that came in, the bubble plague, the cholera, the Ebola, all of them came and they are gone. Even so shall this coronavirus come and go. It's all history, people. Even now, it's all history. Watch it. Hallelujah. So here the word. The seventh year sounded and gave away great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And it shall reign forever and ever and ever. I keep saying it and forever. No other power. Amen. Now look at verse number 18. Very interesting. And the nations were angry. And the righteous come. And they see on the time of the dead that they should be judged. And thou shalt have given reward unto thy servant the prophets. And to the saints and them that fear thy name small and great. Hallelujah. Watch this. And should destroy them. Quit destroy the earth. Praise God. Did you get that? Look at this. Revelation 11 verse 18. I want you to meditate upon it. Two things are happening simultaneously at the same time. Look at this. The nation are angry because they don't want Christ to rule over them. They don't want God to rule over them. So the nation are angry. But their route is come. Watch it. Psalm 2 says, the nation said, we don't want God. We don't want him to rule over us. Now the wrath of God is come. And the time of the dead, that they should be judged. And that they should give reward unto thy servant the prophet. And to thy saints, and them that fear thy name small and great. So what's the lesson I follow? And shall destroy them, which destroy the earth. Praise the living God. So there is a reward for them. What's the reward for them to destroy the earth? Death. 
It is just plainly written there. You don't have to be afraid of those who want to destroy the earth. You should pity them because they are working against God. Who can fight with the Lord? Who can wrestle with the Lord? Who can stand against that what God intends to do? Oh, saint, why the fear? Why the fear? I just don't understand. Why the fear at this moment? God has an agenda for creation. God has an agenda for the world. Is that okay? And so, when you look at the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse number 4, what did he say? One generation passeth away, and another generation coming, but the earth abided forever. Praise God. The earth abided forever. So, you people like, think about it. Hitler is past and gone. Idiom is come and gone. Just think about it. Saddam Hussein, all of them, they've come and gone. You refer to them in those times of the Antichrist, but they all come and gone. Remember that? One generation passed away, another generation coming, but the earth abided forever. Exactly the way it was in the days of Noah. Is the wicked that are going to be taken out of this earth? You better watch it. In the days of Noah, the flood came and took them away. When the Bible says took them away, it means he took the wicked people away and Noah came. Remember, in the book of Genesis chapter 8, the Bible said he inherited the earth. That's when he finally offered up an offering unto the Lord and the Bible said God smelled his offering and he made a vow to himself and set up a covenant with the rainbow and said he will never destroy the earth again for the sake of man oh glory to God nothing people will make the earth to be destroyed rather the earth will get reformed by the power and the glory and the spirit of the almighty father God is come to plan the earth remember this I want you to pick this and have it at the back of your mind this earth will return back to the Edenic state we are coming back to the Edenic state the way it was from the very beginning that is what God is doing. One generation passes away and another generation coming, but the earth abided forever. So all of these people you call, you know, Antichrist, they are just living out their time. They are going out of this existence. They are going out of existence. And God is raising other people, stronger and mighty in the name of God. You just watch it. He said the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. I want to ask you a simple question. Where is the great Berlin Wall? Just answer that question. Where is that wall? Where is Russia today? Where does all those communist nations think about that? All of those people, the walls are coming down on a daily basis. God is giving them a time frame to exist and he shuts them down. Where is the Berlin Wall today? How strong are the one? That which was called Iron Cotton, where is it today? It's all lifted up. God is penetrating. You don't understand what is working in the spirit realm. You don't understand the dimension of the spirit, the thing that God is doing behind the scene. You have no understanding. He rules in a sovereign manner. He elects people to stay in position sometimes so that some people you see them making whatever, like Nebuchadnezzar, for instance. He raised Nebuchadnezzar. You remember in the book of Jeremiah? He raised Nebuchadnezzar. He called him my servant. That was the sovereignty of God. That was not the kingdom of God. The sovereignty of God is He was behind the scene to do whatever thing He wants to do. But when we want that now, the will of the person He's using at that time is. In his hand, the person has no power over his will. So he could use the mechanism to do what he wanted to do. He could use Cyrus to do whatever he wanted to do. Is that okay? But when we talk about a kingdom, so we are talking about now a people who submit their will, their spirit, their soul unto God in obedience. 
God uses them, but not against their will, not against. Now, this time, they are willingly submitting unto God. That is God's kingdom. Obedience is what defines God's kingdom. But when we talk about the sovereignty of God, God walking behind the scene, using people to do whatever thing He wants to do to achieve His goal and aim upon the face of the earth. I told you in the first broadcast, He can use even Satan, like He used Satan to try Job. He can use Satan, but it's a limit to where Satan can go as far as God allows him. That's where he starts. I'm going to make you see something. The sea might be rising, but listen, the Bible made us understand the waves of the sea cannot go beyond the boundary like God has said before them. That is to say, man cannot go beyond the limit to which God has ordained that they must attain to. Are you following me? So what am I trying to say? There is nothing like a single man that is coming up an Antichrist. Everything that is going on now is nothing to do with the Antichrist. I'm saying the Antichrist can even be in you. When you start to oppose God, you start to usurp the authority of God in place of God, a false prophet, a false religious system, a false ministry, you are an Antichrist. So don't look outside of the body of Christ. Don't look outside of yourself to be looking for the Antichrist. It's right around you. It's just a rebellious spirit. Praise the living God. I pray and I believe that you've been blessed. And I will look forward to other broadcasts with you. Now, the next thing that I'm going to be talking about in the next broadcast is the mark of the beast. That will also interest you. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.